0: Are you going to be able to do the intro properly this time? No. Okay then. Welcome to sounding Board with me, Nick, and my brother, Andrew. What are we going to talk about today then, Eddie?
1: <laughs> this is going to be your podcast. Yeah, I, know. I did that deliberately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to start this one. Um, I want to start by talking about human beings, okay? Because there's quite a few of us and all the talk about the way that politics is organised and how as a society we should organise ourselves, which is very much the statist argument of putting structures in place and regulations and laws and state control and all that. And so You're going to do a Jordan Peterson and start talking about lobsters we are hierarchies not, and hierarchies? No, this is very... I, I, I'm I not going to talk about lobsters, but I'm and I'm not going to talk about specifically um, hierarchies, um, I don't think, either. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the human capacity for thought. Thought, okay, and how I think that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. And this isn't, you know, this isn't designed. This isn't intended to me being going. We are just amazing. We are the prime animals on this planet. And yada yada yada. I'm, I'm very much a believer in the natural world and, and everything working in harmony and all that. And you know, I, I would cons- I, before it was a tainted word. I would consider myself to have been an environmentalist. But, you know, not a, not one of these horrible greenies. Of, not, a, not a watermelon. No, ex- exactly, exactly. Um, and and so we live in an ecosystem. But it has been very clearly shown that human beings, uh, obviously it depends on your measure of, of you know, your de- definition of success, but we have been a very, very successful species on this planet um, and have grown and dominated the world that, that we're on. Uh and there's an argument that we've done that because we learnt or discovered how to trade. Um, whereas other animals, even, when, even if you take um, chimpanzees and you know, animals that are close to us in species terms and have got fairly big brains and all that kind of stuff, you cannot teach them how to trade. Are you talking about socialists or chimpanzees? Hey, uh, no, I'm talking about real chimpanzees. Because you can't, but you can't teach them how to trade either. Uh, that's 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 probably quite true. <laughs> um, but you can't you can't teach a monkey how to trade. Maybe they're closer to monkeys. Oh, maybe that's what it is. So you're saying that we are uh, free traders. We're so we're more highly evolved. Libertarians are more highly evolved than. Yes, maybe than statists. And maybe that is. And uh, but you see, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're um, you're trying to make it funny, and, that, and that's all. That's all well and good. Uh, socialists do know how to trade. They trade all day long. They may not have very much in the way of them you know, of anything special that they can trade. Um, well, that's a bit meow, isn't it? But <laughs> but the point is, is they're buying stuff all day long. They're uh, exchanging money, and in fact, exchanging their own man hours. Um, he, the, the, there's, a, there's a, there's a couple of places. I don't, I don't want to generalise too much because Jim, he says, then going on to say, generally speaking, you and I trade most of our time in exchange for money. That's how we get money in order to buy other stuff. So you know, you, you bought this table and these chairs that we're sitting on. Because you've spent time doing something. It's also, it's also, if I can just cut in
1: for a second, it's, I, I, I don't think it's just trade. It's specialization as well, isn't it? It's specialising in something. Um, yes, so, albeit. I don't think I'm not sure other animals do that either. You don't get chimpanzees no. who one is good at this and one is good at that, and, and they, they cooperate. Well,
0: very specifically, there's no cooperation. No, absolutely. They're, they're, um, all, they're all pretty much self-sufficient, aren't they? Yes, and there are families and things, and there are uh, there, there are roles that they play. Um, but they do that within the family, um, specifically. They, they don't... Human, human beings trade with complete strangers, and they do so all the time. You walk up to someone in a shop, and you buy something, and you don't know who they are. And, Would, but, and but you, but you implicitly it, trust them. And what you bought,
1: think about Yep. anything that you buy, your watch, your phone... All, all trade is based on trust. And, you know, all the people that... Animals make, don't, people, don't
0: trust each other. No, and all,
1: but all, <laughs> all the people who make every component in your
0: phone... And in and your computer, yes. and then in your watch, they don't know each other either. Uh, absolutely, and, and and if you think about the number of relationships and trades that had to go on in order to make any item in this house, um, it's well, Milton Friedman has like a good mini speech where he talks
1: about the pencil, doesn't he? And um, yes. how complicated that is. And that's just a pencil. That's, that's just a pencil. A pencil. yeah. You
0: know, think think about your
1: computer or yeah. your car. Or
0: yeah. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so actually, you know, I've talked about uh, uh, thought being unique. I think I think the uh, the concept of trust. Is uh, is something uh, probably unique um, in humankind as well. I don't know whether it's even measurable, and whether you can measure that other animals trust each other. Um, um, so, so, so. so- Chimpanzees. Can... Well, I suppose you've got pack animals. You've got you, you've got other things, other things that do work in a group. You do.
1: So, so you'll have and you you have hierarchy. We, well, you you said I you, you weren't to. You feel free to talk about hierarchies, So, you can, and I'm not
0: an anthropologist here. I'm making. I'm just making my own observations.
1: Yeah. So, so you can you get high you get hierarchies in in like chimpanzees and apes and, and yeah and, and these other simian animals. Um, and they tend to be so. You could there are a few different ways to rise to the top and be like the, you know, yeah. the head chimp. Um, but if if you if you rise to be the top through violence, you don't last very long. Right. Because two other two others will, will come and overpower you and take you out. Right. Okay. So so the the, the, the more kind of family oriented, um, right. The slightly nicer chimps get to you know, get to Interesting. rule for longer. Interesting. Um, so they don't appear to trust. People, you know, chimps that are just violent, for example. Yeah. yeah. But It's um, not at the same level as as. You know, no, and I suppose
0: Australia. again, look, I, look, I'm not, I'm not an expert at this. Let, but let's go back to, let's go back to thought, and what, what i I suppose, what I'm not talking about here is consciousness. Um, I, this is this is the capacity, for creativity, creative thought, uh, and consideration. That that's that's what I'm talking about because that I think is the the very basis of specialization that's that's I think it's that what we are trading and where what I want to bring this on to is this it's like this concept of the creation of value coming back to you, your socialist friends they don't get value they don't get that value can be created they believe in the pie they think the pie is a static size and they believe if if I've taken a piece of the pie, that means it's a piece of the pie that you can't take. And they don't get that it can grow. And they don't get that you can create value. Mm. They also don't they also understand
1: how value can, can differ between different things as well. Um, so the, you know, the, there's like the, the labour theory of value in that something is worth a certain amount because of the amount of time you spent on it. Um, not because of how good it is. They, they, re- they really struggle with... Yes. Because they're always going to be, again, going back to hierarchies... I'm going to be better at some things than you are, and you're going to be better at some things than me. Yes. Um. So that if we're if we're if we're building something, I might make a better one than you because I've just done it a hundred times, and it's the first time. So that yes. You know, there's, you know, and you have that in in all companies. You're going to get like so on in software development, and I I you know I manage a couple of teams of developers, and there are some guys who've done it for years, and they're really enthusiastic. They study hard. Um, and they're just, you know, they're really keen on it, and they are far better than the yes. guys who aren't really interested in it, and who, you know, or,
0: or some of the youngsters. A man out for you is not the same as a man out for them, and exactly, yes, and, yeah. correct, absolutely. absolutely. And it's very difficult to measure. It's in fact it's incredibly difficult to measure, not least of which because it keeps changing. Your experience keeps changing. The um, uh, the application of you know, whatever you're working on might change. The you, you finish one job, you start another one. It's slightly different. And so it's, uh, well, again, and you know this again from managing software teams, and you have to actually manage and forecast and plan their work in slightly off-the-wall ways, actually, don't you? Uh, it, well, predictability is the hardest exactly. thing to to to, 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 to calculate how many hours something is going to take is not impossible, isn't it? Uh, and you have to start doing it in terms of relative complexity and and things like that. But yes,
1: relative effort you tend to do because something, lots of people try to do it on complexity, but something can be uh, highly complex, but not take, but be a small task. Um, But you can get a very easy, laborious task, it's huge. Yes. Um So you need to yeah you need to do it on effort and you need to take an
0: average over like a certain a certain number of weeks. And the, the point is you have to start doing it for an amount of time. You, you do know, yeah. have something. It's like sampling. You then have a sample of how long it takes to do certain things with certain amounts of effort and complexity. Yeah, and you then you can then use to plan the rest.
1: But but you so you also
0: ask. So I, I will ask my teams to estimate
1: the certain. For certain tasks and 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 work items, we try and um, we try and break stuff down so it's in small chunks. Yes. um, So that you know, so things are are a more consistent size to make it easier to estimate. But people always estimate incorrectly. They always do. And teams always estimate incorrectly as well. Which is so. Which is why you ask them to estimate in things other than time, like points or some other kind of unit that's that's agnostic of time. Um, And what you get. What you get, you tend to see, is that teams will always estimate badly, but they'll estimate badly consistently. So <laughs> they'll always overestimate, or some teams will always underestimate. Yes. But after a period of, say, three months, you can work you out some, an average number of points, or elephants, or T-shirt sizes, or whatever that you can get done per you know per, per week or per month or whatever, and then you can you can have a little bit of predictability. But even then, you still have to take into account things, you know, things happening, you know. Work items that are you know slightly more complex than you thought or whatever, so you always have to have contingency in there as well. So yeah, yeah very very hard to to, to predict.
0: Yeah, um, and I don't we... think I don't think chimps do that either. <laughs> no, <laughs> or socialists. Um, but the the idea that uh, that value, I, I you know I kind of want to say that the almost that all value comes from thought. You know, at some point it came from someone going, "That's a good idea." Let's let's do it like that. That's where, you know, the 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 recording device that we're using here. Someone, a human being, went, I can do it like that. And they might have got together with other people who thought about certain other things. Or you said, right, well, you you think about that bit and I'll think about that bit. And the value is created from this effort that requires thought. And it's it it's the fact that we can think that is how we create value and so yes you often have to use your arms and your hands and your legs and 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 whatever you have to do something physical um but what what marks us out differently is is not our physical prowess it's not our capacity to (coughs) to do things i mean yes we're good at fine motor control and and balance and all of those other things what makes us different is our, difference is our ability to think, and problem solving that kind of thing. Uh, well, and but again, you have plenty of evidence of problem solving in the animal kingdom as well. You, you, you can argue that we, we are we are you know, far ahead in that regard. Um, but yes, that's all. It's all part of it's all part of thought. Go, go, going back to problem solving, actually um,
1: there's evidence now that um, animals will use tools as well. Because Absolutely, we, because, because we we thought for a very long time that, that we no the, one, no we were, we were we were the only. You know, we no, there are there quite a few. Any, no, any, there are even any, fish the, uh, the... Birds, birds 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 can make hooks you yeah give them, like a piece of wire make a hook out of it and
0: yeah uh, well, the idea that fish have got really, like, really poor memories and stuff um, uh, they can open shells by hitting them against a certain size rock and all this kind of stuff it's uh well, did, did you see um, did you see that program it was one of these BBC and planet Earth type programs and it was the uh, it was an octopus that gathered rocks and shells. And then like suck them all in so it just looked like a, a ball of rocks just 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 looked like a rock formation and it did that to hide while something was going to eat it like came past and then just let go of them all and just like drift, drift away this what what it did to hide was rather than go and find a place to hide it built a place to hide genius but really if you think sorry. about the you know the I mean obviously they're very you now they are they have a dexterity to them <laughs> um, but you know to, to to pick up all that stuff and create a complete shell so they're hidden. That's just that's just that's just amazing, isn't it? And so there's it's not it's not that there is an intelligence, but you take you take thought onto that next step of of going. I can I can do one thing well. The concept of specialization. If I do this one thing well, someone else is going to want it. I God knows how it started, but the, the point is that we're we're at, we're at that stage now where everything is about specialization. Everything is about exchanging those specializations. Well, it would have been
1: it would have been some caveman somewhere uh, exactly. with, a,
0: with a fire,
1: and somebody yeah. else had came. Come or back with, a with a sharper a,
0: flint or something. Yeah,
1: somebody had come back with like a bit of a mammoth, and okay, if I if I cook my mammoth on your fire, yeah, you can have some of my mammoth. Yeah, it would have been something like that. Yeah, it? It, it, exactly. That's how these things start.
0: What I really want to come on to, though is about the concept of a win-win transaction and that's where you end up with specialization and exchange but should we talk about that in the next segment
1: okay let's let's go and grab a drink so did you walk here yes okay so you can you can have some scotch then yep what have you got uh, this is so I know you can sometimes forget what you stick in your decanters but um, I remember pouring out the other day that is Taliscus Storm again which I think we've had
0: quite a few times it's one of my favourites. It's kind of our go-to isn't it at the it moment. Is, yeah. so, that's ooh. quite a full decanter you got there.
1: Well, Yes it's a new bottle. Excellent. Your health sir. Thank, Thank you very much. So Nick you
0: wanted to talk about
1: win-win situations.
0: Yes uh, well transactions I suppose. Um, cheers cheers. Oh yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, I, I think. Well, I think we mentioned this in our last in our last podcast. The 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 idea that I'm just going to make a note that we need to release this one now. Why? And not another one in between. Oh, because well, I'm talking about the last one. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. I shouldn't. I should stop doing that. Um, in the last episode, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I spoke about. Um, uh, economics and the fact that it's only ever measured in money,
1: monetary terms. Yeah, you talked about not liking the word capital capitalism because of capital
0: and how you I think you made, you, you value I call it the term valuism, which I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure no one else has used, but it's kind of rubbish but I'll call it that no, no, val, valueism. And the the idea like, socialists only measure this stuff in monetary terms. Don't which they? Quite ironic really. Yeah. And and they're only ever just looking at the amount of money someone has, and they measure poverty and wealth in monetary terms and in no other ways. And in fact, what's snuck in now, which I hate, is this concept relative. of relative poverty, yeah. Um, which yeah, uh, well, and any gap, any uh, measure of and, and a measure of inequality as a as a as a way of um, uh, enacting all of their policies. Um, but let's—I want to—to get the concept of win-win. I'll, I want to want to scale it down because talking about Amazon and talking about Apple and these big companies that produce lots of stuff—it's—it it, almost feels a bit abstract. Uh, and I think I want to kind of explain how actually all those companies ultimately started. Uh, and let's use let's use you, okay? And what what you've had is a really great great idea um, for something let's say well, I'm just looking at your pen okay you you've you've got a really good pen and this pen it turns out um, uh, is you know indestructible and lasts forever or, or whatever I mean it doesn't have to be as outlandish as that but something something pretty small that's fairly easy you've always had a fairly easy way to make it and to start with you've come up to me and go check out this pen and I've got, I, I I really like that. Can I have one? And you go. Yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, there you go. And you charge me, I don't know, twenty quid. And I'm and I've gone twenty quid for that pen. That's that. I think that's good value. And it didn't cost you twenty quid to make in your man hours and your materials. So you've won and I've won. I get a pen that I value and that actually saves me time and effort in some in some way. And uh, and you get some money for it. I mean, if you, if you turned it into some kind of household gadget that saved me time, let's say you were the first person to rent the vacuum cleaner. Well, this is, the, but this is how a lot of, um, so a lot of people have made
1: money in the last sort of 20 years or so, or maybe 10, 10 or so years, is through apps that save people time and money. Sure. And then, they're, they're, you know, I can... I can, I can That's a great a, example, because I, you I, I do can write the software. I can, I can write an app, uh, and then if, 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 if you like it and you want it, you can, you can download my app and pay 50p or whatever for it. And then, yep. but obviously it scales very, very well, you know, so you can release it. Well, you write it once and you, everyone You write provides. it once, you release it on the App Store or whatever the Google equivalent Google is. And, and then me, potentially millions of people can download okay.
0: their app for 50p. So, so you've, you've run you've an app, Okay. it's really successful, and it saves me an hour a day, okay? so i'm i and i spent i spent 20 quid on it and so for me that's one of the best 20 pounds i have ever spent because it frees me up one hour every day to do something else whether that's something else that i want to be leisure time or whether i want to make that productive in order to earn more money in that time that has enriched me in some way again either either monetarily or in leisure time and you know But but
1: it's certainly, like every voluntary transaction, it's certainly worthwhile you're you're
0: doing it. I wasn't forced to do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. And arguably, if it saves me an hour a day, I'd have spent an awful lot more money on that to get that saving of my time. And in fact, you've worked this out now because enough people have bought it at 20 quid and you're saying, my God, this saves a lot of time. This is actually way more valuable. So you put your prices up supply and demand you put your prices up and so now people are paying 200 pounds for your app because it saves an hour every day of your life that's that's still 200 pounds you're going to be able to kind of pay back pretty quickly in yeah you know, in, in to to, to get that reward, to save up for, or, or pay back if you want to turn it into productive hours.
1: And, I, and I'm now a millionaire. You're now a
0: millionaire within a matter of weeks, months, years, whatever, but in a relatively short space of time for something that you thought about, had a great idea about, nobody else did, there was nothing else out there, took so there was risk, no market took, took a for a this. Took risk, perhaps, to, to spend more time writing the app. Well, you didn't. Who cares? You just didn't need spare time. Maybe it took you an hour. Who? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter, really, does it? Or, or it could be your life's work. Um, But now as a result of that effort whether it was a tiny amount of effort or your life's work You're now set for life millionaire billionaire one of the richest guys in the world because You created that app that suddenly everyone wants to have because it saves them an hour a day So why should your money be taken away from you again in order to give back to largely the people that have bought that what, what's the sense in doing that? And I know you're, like, you agree with me. I know, I know I'm speaking to the statists now, but that's Amazon, that's Apple, that's any one of these successful companies that have made something. And I'm here, Tom talking about consumer good here. I'm not talking about something you sell to business and that ends up going into to be a component of something um, in a complex supply chain or, or some service that only people buy business to business. I'm talking about consumer goods just to make it simple. But... At that point there, why why should a state or any group of people envy you and your money, other than the fact that they, is it, well, okay, let's, let's go back to that word envy. Is it just because you thought of something and had the skills to build it and they didn't? Is it all just the politics of envy?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably more jealousy than ah, envy, Yes, I would say. Um, I think envy is probably too polite a word for it. Um, you can be envious of someone. I, I can be envious of people who've thought of ideas and apps, and but I can, but I can be happy for them. Uh, so actually, this is where I
0: that, think it's policy, the politics of jealousy. That's interesting because, because there, is, there is a difference between the two. Well, but the term "the politics of envy" is one that's out there. But, but I, I think that's I think a, you're right. It's not the right term, is it? It's not that they're envious because you can be perfectly polite and be envious. I can, and you, I can be envious of you and happy for you at the same time. It, yes. you
1: can. You could write an app, and I'm envious that I didn't write it. But I'm so happy for you, as my brother, that you've re- re- written this app and you're now a yes. millionaire and whatever. So it's yeah.
0: Yeah, no. and en- en- Envy can um, can drive you. It can It can drive you to do something positive. It Can drive you to work harder. It can drive you to strive and not oh, yet. Yeah. Envy's is kind of a good thing, isn't it? I, th- I think yeah. I think the politics of envy is a—it's kind of a euphemism.
1: I think. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's more jealousy.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And so, again, this, this this idea that just because either your company has got to a particular size or that you're making a particular amount of money, suddenly that's against the 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 public good, the common good, even though. You sold something voluntarily that saved people time, and you were appropriately rewarded for it. Here's another one. I know we like to refer to Euron Brook mainly because he's one of the only people on the planet that actually talks in in this way. And I recommend to anyone to listen to his stuff. But um, he uses um, J.K. Rowling as a great as a great example, and um, and what a great example she is for so many reasons, based on her political views. But she's a billionaire. She's a billionaire because she wrote not a huge number of books that were incredibly popular and good. They, they were something that someone else hadn't written, created some value, and children and adults the world over see the value in her books. And so because of that, they all paid money and considered what they got back to be valuable uh, even even though actually they expended their time. This is again trying trying yeah, th- this concept of value and not being able to measure it properly. What what value do you get reading a Harry Potter book? Well, it- I, don't, I don't get any. <laughs> I tried I read I read the first one. I'm, I'm... No, but any any fiction any book, you th- it's a completely different thing, isn't it? This this concept of value that your life is enriched in some way. Call it entertainment or you know the exercise of the soul or you know whatever yeah,
1: so, uh, and and you can you can you can take this a little bit further as well so it's not just so i can you know if i if i'm reading a book that i enjoy um you know so if i if i'm reading uh you know some uh, the fountainhead or yep. Atlas out shrugged um I, I enjoy reading them yeah um, and i you know i, I kind of go back to certain sections because because I, I i know i enjoy reading this so i can i can I can kind of tell you almost the, the, the value that I'm getting because I'm having like a good time for an hour in the evening or whatever when I'm when I'm reading it. Yeah. What about some of the other things that you and I read? We both read the Communist Manifesto. I didn't enjoy reading that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But there's there's still a value to to, to that yes although, in terms of understanding. But I, I really would struggle to describe the value that
0: I'm getting from reading Marx. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't enjoy it. I don't. Re- right. But go but going going back to my point of. A single person managed to convince, and it didn't take much because the um, the product they were selling spoke for itself, and word of mouth and borrowing and whatever, meant that people went, yeah, no, I want that. One single person, yes, okay, they had an agent and they got published and printed and whatever, but one person convinced billions to part with a small individual amount of money. For something that enrich them, you with your app and you're saving a one hour day is one thing, and that you know it, you at least can be seen to be uh, making the human human race more productive. But J.K. Rowling, billion billionaires. is that is that term you allowed to use anymore? Because the thing's not supposed to be gender specific anymore. Anyway, no, I'm not sure. Billion person, um, good for her. Why why do we then why do we then have to take that money that's been created from the value that she created and give it back to everyone else I suppose my point of this point of is this, this is I don't get I don't I don't get the morality or the ethics of doing that to someone else's money when they provided a service for somebody else that they voluntarily bought and paid for they weren't shafted anyway it was it was win-win so if I could I mean I- i'm always going to struggle trying to steal
1: man something like this because i don't i don't agree with you. i don't know how um i think what they would probably say is that uh, she should have done he, it for the good of the humanity no 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 I, th- I think i think there are lots of socialists out there who would agree with you that she's created value and there's still been voluntary transactions but they would say something along the lines of
0: she only needs fifty thousand pounds to live so anything after that she should she give back to no the no, society. no
1: i'm not even going to go that extreme um <laughs> They're going to say stuff like, "Okay, people are still starving. Um, people, some people are still living so poverty. Um, so we can spend that money better than she can." Right. If I had to, if I had to st- try and come up with a steel man argument, the only argument I could
0: come up with is that is the concept that the state will always look after the, you know, the people at the bottom of the food chain. Is that is that kind of?
1: But how 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 long have governments been around for? And there is still poverty, there are still people in trouble. Yeah, it doesn't it's work. So it's not, it's not, it hasn't done that forever. No. It's never eliminated all the most basic things that it's supposed to do. No. So that, that argument doesn't hold water for me. But I think that's what they would say. Right. Do you want me to pause
0: it? Yeah. Now, we're not the best sometimes at dealing with technology, even though we both proclaim to work in the technology industry. And even though uh, what Andrew said there was, shall I pause it, didn't actually pause it. So what you're going to hear next is what we said when we didn't think we were recording. And then you're going to hear what happens when we then resume the recording. So, you know, bear with us. I'm I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of a way of... um Helping their cause yeah. <laughs> coming up with some other some other reason. So yeah, why shouldn't she keep her money? Because pe- some people are starving. Because people are still starving. Yeah. will it's the won't somebody think of the children? It is. It's exactly that. I love that phrase. I know. <laughs> Where does it even come from? There must have been that must have been coined in popular culture. It must have been in a film or something. Won't somebody think of the children? <laughs> fact that it just doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't hmm. doesn't ever occur to them i mean again this is where do you, you have to do you have to move it on and the problem with this is that it could lengthen the podcast quite a bit and take it in a different direction which no, is
1: I'm, I'm happy to continue to talk which, about which it, is which is that the state doesn't innovate i yeah no that would that would take that will take it
0: we're talking about another half an hour now. um I think <laughs> but I should, you see what i'm getting at I the point th- being is that the, 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 the government doesn't create value People create value, bringing it back to thought and all this kind of stuff. I think we should talk a little bit more about this, though. Well, well we said we wanted to talk about
1: win-win, but I'm, I'm, I mean this, 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 this specific. Why do they? And, and I, th- I think we can talk for a little, a little bit more about how it, how they're just very, very narrow-minded with their thinking, and why they're only focusing on the stuff that government does do. So they would look at some people and say they're not quite as poor because. But you see, I'm
0: going to end up. I'm going to end up. Talking about rewarding need. If we go down this path, well, I just, I just want to—I just want to make the point again, um, and I can just talk for. A couple Which of is just the this. the whole. If we take their money, if we take someone else's money, fine. Let's say that that works. Let's say we take, charitably, half of J.K. Rowling's fortune, so she's still a half billionaire. Yep. That the money spent won't solve that problem. That you've identified. That they've identified won't somebody think of the children. It won't, it won't solve the problem. And the point is, you have to get into the more the reasons why it doesn't work by spending money in that way. Yeah, so I, I think that's the only way of doing it. You can't. It's not that their concept. It's not that their idea isn't right. I do want to think of the children. And this is where I think nobody defends capitalism in this way. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to get. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on, on with. Okay. Come on. Then. Do you want to write down the pause or whatever? Uh, and, yeah, I've got it it, it's, a, yeah. it's a pause, isn't it? So yeah. what do you press now?
1: Oh no, we've been recording.
0: Oh okay, God! Okay. Does that mean we haven't been recording the bit before?
1: No, no. It's on seventy. So we're definitely recording. I will edit this. Okay. Okay, so we're back, and we definitely haven't edited um, that that pause chunk there. out. Um, yeah. So what I what I wanted to talk about was uh, this this kind of idea that uh, won't somebody think of the children? as, as, as oh, you put it yeah um, which is which is what they what they're saying you know the, the, JK Rowling has lots of money and some people are poor and struggling
0: and perhaps because they, they're still poor because they're not, still because, not looking at the actual reasons why they're poor
1: so yeah they're, they're, they just see these people as being being poor um, so we you know we can spend that money wiser than she can and and we can we can fix this problem but I think what they're, what they're doing is that they're very very narrow-minded and they're not really looking at the big picture, at uh, you know, at, at a period of time, looking at other examples, all, all they see, and this is kind of classic Hazlitt, is it, you know, you're just kind of looking at, at like a small chunk of things, is they will see some money distributed from the state to these individuals, and they will say, well, look, it works. These individuals are better off now. They're not starving. They're not dying. Therefore, the state is good. Right. That's what they're seeing. And what they're not seeing is that. Okay, the state has been around for hundreds of years, you know, as governments all around the world, and people are still poor, people are still starving. Um, let's have a look at other countries that are, have done things a little bit differently. Um, take, I don't know, Singapore, Hong Kong, yeah. Germany after the war, you know, China recently, where you've had, you know, vast numbers, and particularly China, vast numbers of citizens, Millions and millions in absolute poverty, and then they give them instead of instead of the state redistributing everything, which is what they tried in China to an extreme scale, give people a bit of freedom, and then see what happens. And then obviously, whatever whenever this is tried, people just get more prosperous and they get more wealthy. Um, So whenever people are more free, if you want to solve poverty, you need to enable people to be more free.
0: Uh, right, okay. which is what it's the evidence a, suggests everywhere, wherever it uh, has been tried. No, I agree with you. Um, uh, so going back to yeah, taking half of J.K. Rowling's wealth and redistributing it, or you know, gi- giving giving money. So again, they love money. Giving money to the poor to make them not poor anymore. Isn't this just you're you're talking here to start with? And I think that the, the 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 problem is that. These types of socialists they start with just wanting to get people above a certain line but then they turn into the well we need to go further and further and further why can't I make everyone have the same amount of money the the, 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 what they consider to be true equality because they'll still go but look still look how much money JK Rowling's got these people are only these people are now making ends meet but they've not got enough money to do all these other luxury things So I'm going to take a bit more and take a bit more and take a bit more and take a bit more. But by giving more and more to those people who are classed as in in, in poverty, they are just sustaining them being in a situation where all they can do is take, be given. So you're perhaps talking about the people who are in relative poverty now, but not in actual poverty. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, and, And that's why they've invented the state. We've basically eliminated poverty. And so now you've got relative poverty. But what they don't see, and this is the thing I well, think... Well, these people are dependent on the state, aren't they? The there's state. dependency, but the, this, this, this is the dependency. And there's such a barrier
1: for them getting a job as well, because often if they got a job, they'd be on less money, or they might be on a, a pound
0: a week better off for working 40 so hours. So what's the so point? Why, why would they do it? So what's the point? And, and they don't see that it's actually better to create self-sustaining people that trade with one another, that... Trade their man hours and their thought in order to create value. But this is
1: definitely a lose-lose as well. So it's not only are they trapping people in poverty. Yes. They're penalizing people for creating the value in the first place.
0: Why would I bother creating this yes. value if half of it's gonna gonna you know gonna go? Bringing it back to the morality of it. Won't somebody think of the children? Yeah. And as you say, it's always trotted out. I'm taking that money because we'll spend it better. And because there are there are still poor people, the the idea of the, the safety net, um, I I like the, tames, the the term safety net better than terms like welfare state, because I'm, well, I actually think there's all sorts of negative connotations with the term welfare, um, but obviously it is delivered by the state. Um, but the idea that the only way of delivering a safety net is by Stealing rich people's money, and in fact in many ways stealing everyone's money, everyone gets taxed. um, I just think is is such a nonsense. And it's not that we think that the free market means that you don't have a safety net. It it doesn't mean that we don't care about the children. It doesn't mean we're not thinking about the children or, or poor people or vulnerable people or whatever. It's just that these safety nets would be created by the private sector and by charity, by private individuals donating, in order to provide for these people. And all, and all the evidence, but they would be tiny. There would be a tiny group of them, because you take all those other people who can work and can create value, and they'd be having jobs. And
1: they're, they're yes, yeah, so, and they're also economically and morally superior, I would say. So all the evidence suggests that, that they, you know, they, they work better than. Uh, public sector versions Um, and like you say they're not stealing they're not stealing people's money
0: no what's what's ethically right about that
1: and this is why so this is why um, you know your status and your collectivists hate things like food banks they can't that's a failure of the state as far as they're concerned yeah Uh, but my so my issue with this is that by taking my by taking my money and even if you're doing the stuff that I would want you to do with it so of course we want to look after the vulnerable and yep. the, the elderly and any, anyone. and people down on their luck. And people, yeah, who, yeah. people who just, you know, just had a run of bad luck and have lost their job or their house or whatever. Cause you know, yeah. that could happen to any one of us. Yeah. Of course we should look after these people. Um, but even so even if you're taking my money and doing stuff that I approve of, you're by taking it by force and saying, I'm going to throw you in jail. If you don't pay, yeah. it, you're depriving me of actually giving. And I know that sounds, that sounds a little bit selfish but i think that that's <laughs> don't knock selfishness <laughs> but the 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 act of giving is a good is, is a wonderful thing yes um, why would you want to deprive everybody you know if you go to the by mandating it yeah, so yes if, if you go to the you know the ultimate kind of statist view where the state should do everything and provide everything for everybody you're you're depriving all goodness all charity all giving for yeah. the entire population what yeah kind of a, a dystopia would that be
0: yeah but bringing it back to redistribution of wealth which is kind of where we were and taxing the rich in order to redistribute it to the poor i suppose the the one final thing i want to say about that is and again i think i alluded to this being that i think socialists and statists start off by just saying well yeah we just need to give them enough and then just do maybe just a little bit more but the point is that they in their head they keep, oh i can keep doing this i can keep taking from the rich because they will always be providing this um, this money and I'll just take more and more and more in order to somehow even it up so that the poor get richer artificially so to speak because they're just being given it by the state don't have to work just being given it and that they can just keep taking from the rich in order to make them less rich and even it up this concept of equality. But if you were to do that, if you were to do that to the extremes that happen, and the the point is that, again, everything is is a spectrum. It already does happen to a degree now because we tax the rich in order to redistribute. But you would completely disincentive the creation of value because the, the person who is rich has created value. Well so you do it you do it at both ends do, so the, yes. the
1: people who are dependent on the state and if you force them into dependence they will never create any they're, value they're, of their own they're not going to create the value of their own the, you know the people at the bottom end of the scale and the people at the top end of the scale who were creating the value aren't going to create the value either no so it's not just that you're disincentivizing the rich who have already proven to create value, you're disincentivizing all the people who all the potential people who could create value at the bottom as well, so it doesn't get created at all. Well, you halt innovation and this, entirely. And this is where you get a single pie because nothing is ever made,
0: and nothing is ever created. Well, and the pie shrinks, yeah. Well, and this is where you end up again. You look at any um where socialism has ever been tried, you look at Venezuela, you look at all these places. Uh, but even if it's tried tried a little bit like in in France with a
1: 75% tax rate over the past
0: few years or Sweden but the the economy tax 105% tax rate the the economy doesn't do very well and what more is there to
1: say on that subject so on this particularly arrogant ending even for us of uh, of Sounding Board I'd like to thank you for listening Uh, you can go to soundingboard.com and listen to the previous episodes or go to any podcast app and download them as well thank you for listening